Getting paid to learn with one of the world's most elite pay-per-click experts, Steve Blum. Today's episode is brought to you by AWeber.com. Start your free trial today at servenomaster.com backslash AWeber. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I'd love to know how you actually got into online marketing. I don't really know your origin story, so for me, that would be very interesting. Well, okay, so... Um Basically, um, I started actually, uh, I had a company that sold stuff before the, I guess it's before the internet, although the internet was around in the late 90s. I had a business, um, if you've ever seen guys, you've been walking through a shopping mall and you see guys uh, demonstrating, you know, knives or sunglasses or skin stuff or you know, super cool little uh, Christmas gadgets. That was me, and I I did millions of dollars of uh, of selling stuff in shopping malls with crews of people that do uh, you know direct sales like that. And um, you know, at the time, you know, this is back in the '90s. You know, like Yahoo was the most awesome site, and Alta Vista was a search engine that people actually used. Nobody even remembers that anymore um, and they thought that the internet would actually get to be like a hundred million pages back then that was like a big deal you know um, but I kept hearing like man you know like e-commerce did a few million dollars or 10 million dollars or or uh, 30 million dollars and I could see how it was growing and I was in the physical space of all these malls and it's um, that's a huge capital intensive, very hard business to be in. And, um, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> uh, you know, just thousands and thousands of transactions, $20 here, $40 there. Um, and I, I thought, well, man, you know, this internet is going to be the thing, you know, this, this is awesome. So, uh, I, was fortunate enough to be able to sell my company to another company that was maybe 10 times my size that did the same thing. And um, I got a good price because uh, they were just so angry with me. My my PR was so good that uh, I was able to get into um, some... In that business, when there's a grand opening of a brand new mall... There's not too many of them every year. I mean, this is, you know, it's a multi-million dollar thing to build a whole big shopping mall. And so <laughs> so uh, basically in the year that there were like five new malls, big mega malls opening in the United States, I think I got the contract for two of them, um, even though the other company was way, way bigger than me. And they they should have had all of them. But they didn't because I had a, a couple contacts that uh, that liked me, and um, you know who knows. So, um, bottom line is, I sold that company, and then I spent the next 
year and a half, you know, uh, kind of semi-retired but trying to figure out the internet. And I just failed and failed and failed. Um, and the first, the first actual business that I was able to start with was selling uh, computers on eBay. And I had a connection to uh, where, where, and I'll bet you that this business is still going on. Um, lots of companies they just lease computers from uh, from from Dell and, and and different companies for two, and eh, mostly you know I mean sometimes one year, but most of them are two or three years. And at the end of the two or three year period, the the whole big company will just take all of their computers and the lease is over so they they just they just dump them and Dell will give them you know a whole you know a whole bunch more so um Dell doesn't want those computers back and there's a whole secondary market for buying them and um so that's what I did as I bought and, and sold uh um desktop computers actually um not desktop mostly laptop computers because there was a good market like Man, if you had a, a a a laptop with a you know a three hundred meg hard drive, <laughs> <laughs> that was the big deal. So um, that was the first actual business that I that worked on the internet, and and then um, I, I realized I needed to to some help in in trying to like learn the internet because I didn't know anything. I mean, I really like I. I I, I uh, you know, learned how to, I mean, I could like surf windows and, 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 uh, uh, type some stuff. I could barely use Excel, you know, I didn't really know anything. So I wanted to learn how to build web pages, but it was really, um, complicated. And, um, so I decided I wanted to work for somebody, um, for a while to, to, to just to learn, but what ended up happening is nobody would hire me, so I had to start my own company. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's always worked for me. Is is you know if nobody will let you in the front door, you just start a company, and and uh, and you jam. You know, <laughs> you can always like hire somebody that has the skills that knows what you need if you can um, if you can sell a little bit. Um, so that, uh, that really kind of, you know, saved me. Um, but that was my first real, uh, uh, business that, 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 that worked. And I'd recommend that to anybody to start. If you don't know anything about the whole internet marketing, uh, thing, you know, when I started, everything was a lot more innocent. It was, everything was brand new. People didn't really like there wasn't even pay-per-click. There was no Google AdWords even. No, people thought that was ridiculous, you know, to actually pay for traffic back then. I mean, like, that's how inner, innocent everything was. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's how um, – that's a little bit about how I got started. I, it, you know, it, was, it wasn't like uh, uh, an, an overnight success for sure. How did you move from that into becoming like a real pay-per-click expert with Google? Like how did they, you transition and what was your journey? Well, we had a few different uh, things that happened. Before we had pay-per-click, we had email. 
and email marketing was huge. And um, I started uh, with uh, with Laura Betterly and two other people, a company back in the early 2000s um, that was – it was a database consulting company, but we did a lot of email and because and, Laura back then had – she had started a company called uh, PCDJ, which was the first dual MP3 app for DJs so that they could mix, um, you know, uh, 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 regular uh, like vinyl records. Uh, they could mix MP3s like vinyl records. And so that was a real big deal at that at the time. And that company failed because uh, – too many investors got involved, and uh, and and it kind of got a little bit crazy, like around that. <laughs> that this is the first dot com rush. Um, but Laura did realize something kind of interesting about it. They uh, they got a lot of people that signed up and used their software, and 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 learned a lot of stuff about uh, how to uh, how to make that business work. But she noticed that most of the actual money that they made didn't really come from the software. It came from their mailing list. They had an email list of about a million people that were like, you know, musicians, DJs, uh, people that were really interested in, in music and technology. And so um, we worked out a deal with another company. Um, and, and that company, PCDJ, just kind of went went bust and, and she she lost all of her stock in the company. <laughs> Or not all of it. The stock just became worthless, and eventually it became long story. But uh, but she realized that hey, you know this email. There's a lot of power in in email, and if you can send an email to a million people in a day, um, you know you can make a lot of money. And this is before the Can Spam Act and and all that stuff. Um, but that's kind of what we did. Is we we had a big database, and we. Uh, um, we had a bunch of different permission-based opt-in, you know, email lists of different things, and we charged clients to send an email to uh, whatever, you know, a couple hundred thousand people, a million people. Um, lots of people, lots of companies are still doing that to this day. They're just adding more uh, bits to their database. So it's not just now, like, here's John with his email address, and here's where he... Uh, signed up to be part of this email list now they know a lot more about you so they can charge more for a little more targeted uh, list but we had that company going for two or three years and then when the can spam act started coming down um, it, it was like a perfect storm of a few things because google had just started adwords and about a year before that uh, or two years before that, uh, the Overture guy started, which was the go-to search engine. Uh, you probably don't even you're, this is all before your time, <laughs> I think, Jonathan. <laughs> but um, actually, uh, the the guy who actually started pay-per-click, his name is Bill Gross, and he has a company called Idea Lab, and he started this search engine called GoTo, and he he was a really far-thinking guy. He he worked out a deal with Yahoo to buy all their clicks for 10 cents. 
just every click. And, and he guaranteed, I'm going to pay you 10 cents for every click. And then he opened up GoTo search engine at the same time so people could bid because he felt that the market would come and people would realize the value of buying web visitors to come to their site. And hopefully that was going to happen before he went bankrupt. <laughs> and and that's what he did. And, and uh, you know... A lot of keywords stayed at ten cents, and he didn't make any money off of those. But keywords like mortgages and loans and stuff like that started to get up to a dollar or two back then, and and um, that model was what Google was looking at at the time, uh, around the time, because they couldn't figure out how to monetize their search engine. It was a great search engine, but they didn't make any money. And they tried to sell their search engine to Yahoo for a million and a half dollars, and Yahoo passed, believe it or not. Whoa. <laughs> and, yeah, th this all happened in, like, you know, a little, little bit earlier, 99, 2000, you know, around uh, – or maybe even earlier, 98, something like that. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Anyway, fast forward to around 2003 – and all of a sudden, more people are on the Internet. Email went from like a really friendly you've got mail to um, people being, you know, inundated with too many uh, marketing messages and spam started becoming a, a big problem. And then the, the Can Spam Act started to, to come down. So I kind of saw the writing on the wall um, and, and just one other little thing, part of my journey also was in around 2001, I uh, started, I, I actually got somebody to hire me working for an SEO company, and I learned all the top SEO uh, things, techniques of the day, you know, <laughs> links, meta tags, and, and, and all that. And so for a few months, I worked uh, for, for that guy um, also to try to learn how to bring traffic to websites. So that was, that was in there too. Um, but now I had a few partners and we were, had this whole email thing going and I could see that the writing on the wall was it's, it is one thing that's weird about the internet, like in a heartbeat, things can change and you have to be able to move, change your whole business model. Um, and if you're going to keep going, we had already had some trouble here and there um, with, if somebody complained uh, on, on one of our lists or whatever, um, we, we, we had admins that would take down one of our servers or just like take one of our domains off <clears throat> offline. And we didn't have any recourse, even if the people were crazy, you know, so we had, we'd have to change servers, <laughs> change hosts sometimes which is like rebuilding your business uh, overnight, you know, and we always took the people off the list if they complained or whatever. Um, but Hey, it's email, you know, it's like people can opt in for a list and they don't know exactly what they're opting in for. And then they don't remember that they opted in. And now they say that you spam them when you didn't, or, you know, welcome to the internet, you know? So <laughs> anyway, I saw the writing on the wall, like legislation's coming along, um, people don't like uh, spam uh, <laughs> at, at all. They don't like a lot of commercial 
messages. I have to find a legal way to bring traffic to my website. And um, that's when I got interested in the AdWords uh, program. I, I saw the writing on the wall. And then I just went, we had our whole company doing all this other stuff. We had about 20 people working for us, like a real, you know, real people that worked in cubicles and stuff and <laughs> not just outsourcing to, to people to in the Philippines or, or whatever. Um, and uh, although we did outsource to some people in India also, which gave us, we probably had about 50 people counting all those people. Um, and so... That business was, while it was running, I just went on my own and then just uh, took every guru that I could find that was the best AdWords, learned everything I could about it, um, and and did some experiments and worked first with our own company generating leads. And I totally freaked out the salespeople because um, the first, I don't know, I... I got like maybe $500 to spend on, on a few keywords. And the first $500 that we spent, we brought in several big deals that was maybe $10,000 worth of income. And, and, and all of a sudden, the salesman came over. <laughs> the, the guy, uh, one of the partners who was head of sales came over and said, what are you doing? I said, well, you know, I'm doing this you know, AdWords thing and, you know, buying some of these keywords, you know, people looking for this. And he's like, oh, you got to do more, you know. So um, we were real successful in generating leads for our company using that. And then, uh, you know, I just I kept on I kept on with it really ever since. But the same way that I realized, hey, you know, the writing is on the wall for email the way it's been done and pay-per-click is the new thing. Um, I've always, I always kind of keep my eye on the future and, and um, I'm always looking for new traffic sources as new platforms kind of come, come out. So I'm testing like all the new stuff, you know, I, I was really into uh, Facebook, uh, but uh, Laura, my partner it ended up being way better than me in Facebook, so we we let her do that. But I'm testing, you know, Twitter ads. I'm, I've I've been remarketing for over five years before all the internet marketing gurus started talking about it, um, and I've tried almost every platform there is uh, to try to you know buy traffic because you know you don't want all your eggs in one basket with traffic, no matter how how great it is. Um, so I'm, I'm not just an AdWords guy. I became a paid traffic guy because I could kind of see that that was how the internet was going to go. You know, there's no other way uh, to, to, to monetize everything being free unless there's ads and there has to be advertisers. Um, so our whole innocent uh, beginning internet is gone <laughs> just about uh, but paid traffic will will never go away so it's a skill that uh, you know businesses are always going to need the platforms might change you know like facebook is really hot right now it's got a lot of uh, a lot of great features people are doing really well with it kind of reminds me of how adwords was around 2003 you know but every platform 
evolves and the costs go up because more advertisers go in it. And, um, and, and then so you have a first mover advantage to people that first start with the platform and stay with it through the whole cycle. Um, and then there is an advantage if you're the first mover in a platform that uh, is, is new and hot, you know. So uh, anyway, that's, I guess, uh, maybe that's more information than you wanted to know, you know? No, it's so interesting because I love hearing people's journeys. What I wonder is, you know, you started off working for yourself and it sounds like every time you want to learn something, you either start your own company or try to get hired by another company. Now, as a big pay-per-click guy, I know that you have a lot of big clients. You kind of do an agency. How do you deal with um, like client management and kind of making sure that people know you're not their employee when you're kind of interfacing? Because when I used to do client management and sell SEO myself many, many years ago, that was my biggest struggle starting out was that people would start to think I was an employee of theirs even though I was just a consultant. How do you kind of manage that balance and make it clear that you're your own boss? Well, you know, that's that's tough because – you know, also the market has really changed from even from 2003 to 2016 or so. Um, back in 2007, 2008, uh, you could do some really crazy SEO stuff with just buying some links and you could get ranked. Uh, you could get any site ranked to the to the top pretty, pretty easy. And, um, and, and we got a lot of leads coming in from just from SEO even. We didn't even almost need to do pay-per-click. Um, and now, eh, you know, <laughs> largely there's a lot of factors. You know, one of the factors is, you know, Laura, my wife, made a course called Mobile Local Fusion uh, that basically taught people how to make their own agency and and do it and we had oh i don't i can't remember at least 35,000 people bought that course so we unleashed upon mostly the US but all but in the UK and Australia too we unleashed tens of thousands of new agencies upon the world and and you know she she kind of basically gave everything away of like exactly how we do it and how we manage the stuff and and um so as a result of that, now a lot of there's a lot more competition with agencies, and um, people are cold calling all kinds of small businesses to to try to get the business. And it's grown up, and it's more professional. And uh, there's real sales teams and real good uh, presentations, and lots more tools to uh, to to give really professional reports to clients and stuff like that. Um, but if you're first starting out, how do you, you know, I don't know. I mean, for us, we have a much different, like, mindset than a lot of people do about business. Um, we found in our first, uh, actually, almost every company that we've been part of, from the, from the database management to our other uh, much bigger agency, uh, that we had that did um, pay-per-click and email marketing and stuff to yada yada marketing, which we've had for the last few years. We've actually, instead of getting bigger, we've gotten smaller. And and we found that we, we'd much rather be a boutique agency and not be for everybody. 
um, than to uh, to just try to do more, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, by being smaller, we focus more on quality and we focus more on being able to work with the people that we want to. And one of the things that that I've found is it's really easy to sell. I mean, if you know at all what you're doing with whatever it is you're doing, whether it's SEO or PPC or, um, you know, even site design, if you talk to almost anybody at a barbecue or, <laughs> you know, or, or or at a bar or a friend of a friend, whatever, you start talking about this stuff and people are like, whoa, that's, man, that's great. You know, like, how do I get that? You know, I've got this, uh, <laughs> I've got this veterinary practice. I've got this dental practice. I need some help. It's really easy. People want it. You know, they, it's easy to sell it. But um, the, the, so for us, it's, it's always been easy to sell. It's always been easy to get the clients. But the thing that crushes you is the delivery. If you can't deliver, or if the person that is the client is the wrong type of person that that brings you down or makes you not happy or you know treats you like an employee <laughs> or or um, is not thankful about the results that you get or or whatever, um, if you have ten really good clients and one really crappy one, that one really crappy one will crush you and crush your employees if you're outsourcing and it will ruin your whole company it'll just go from your whole company will go from making lots of money and everybody's happy it's good to like there's all these problems and um you know uh they the 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 bad uh people will suck resources that should be used for delivering to the other good people so um so for us the 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 getting the client and uh, and and getting people in the door the sales part is not hard it's the delivery that's hard but you really have to keep in mind that not everybody gets let into the door you know what i mean <laughs> not everybody you're not going to let everybody work with you um and it's not just that you're playing the game like uh uh what what's the great uh, bernie madoff he was the king of this, right? It's like he had this fund and everybody could invest in it, but oh no, it's a closed fund. No, you can't get in, right? You know, I'm I'm sorry, I know we we're not taking any new clients now. And he would he would kind of play that game of like the reverse, um, and then that would and he would not sell you, you know, and then that would make people uh, want to come to him anymore. It's like no, we're not playing that game, but we're just. Uh, we just know that if if the wrong people get led on to the servicing uh, area, then um, it, it it just won't work because it's easy to sell and not easy to deliver. Um, to deliver that means there's a lot of work that has to be done and a lot of research and a lot of stuff behind the scenes that. You know, uh, an, an average client that runs a, a business, especially a small business, they're not going to have any idea what it is. So some sometimes it's hard hard to even explain like why what you're doing is valuable. You know, but they do know when the phone rings, and um, so so that's our kind of um, 
that's our philosophy. We don't if you have the right people, that's not so much of a of a problem. You know, if you have the right clients, it's it's um, it's not so much of a of a of a big deal having them treating you uh, not right. You know what I mean? And we have fired clients before, and and we are not hesitant to fire them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's uh, and you know what's funny. I mean, um, I remember one uh, one client, you know, we were like, okay, you know what, guess what? You're fired, you know? <laughs> here's your stuff, you know, we'll, uh, here's your domains, you know, yeah, we, we just can't work with you, you know? And he came back a year later and he said, you know what? I mean, I, I've been through like two or three people. You guys were the best. I, now I realize that, you know, w- will you please take me back, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and we did give him another chance and, and, you know, I mean, overall they've been a client for just years and years, you know, and no problem with them for like the last three years. So, uh, it, it's, you, you have to not be, um, to not be hesitant about getting your needs met in the, in, in the, um, in the relationship, you know? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I really appreciate you uh, spending so much time with me today. I know you're super busy with so many things going on. So uh, it really means a lot to me. And I know my listeners are really excited to hear from one of the great kings of pay-per-click. <laughs> so I, I guess, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave you with one other concept here. Um which is no matter what you're doing, whether you're a coder or whether you're a, a graphics guy or, or, or whatever, you know, if you look at the Olympics and you, and you look at the top cyclists or the top uh, boxers or the top uh, runners, you know, the, the, the top three guys, the only thing that separates the, those guys who are from you know the, that that are number one or number two, it's like a tenth of a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the difference between the guy who's number one and the guy who's number thirty or seventy might only be twenty seconds or ten seconds. It's not that big, so you don't have to be that much better than everybody else. But if you can do that extra little bit to be you know, one tenth of a second better. <laughs> one, uh, if, if one out of a hundred people, one more person clicks on your ad than somebody else, that makes a whole cascading thing of uh, uh, of things that all work to your advantage. So, um, whatever people are going to learn, I just encourage them to like go the extra mile and. You know, be the very best that you can be because it will definitely pay off. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for giving us so much information and sharing so much of your time with us. Okay, you got it, Jonathan. All right. Thank you so much, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you soon, man. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. To celebrate the launch of this podcast, I'm giving away some epic prizes. You could win an Amazon tap and have me personally turn you into a best-selling author. 
To win your part of over $20,000 in prizes, go to servenomaster.com backslash contest. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.